I did ask why. <laughs> okay. Um, what happened? What just happened there? Okay. Reference point having been established. Asswipe computer having been rebu- <laughs> rebuked. <laughs> now we're ready to go? Now we're ready to go. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, this is going to end up at the beginning of the show if you don't cut it. Welcome to Winging It. This is the offshoot of our regular Birds of the Feather show that happens every other week. This happens in the weeks in between. Why? Because we had too much time on our hands and there was demand. Why would you want to listen to it? Well, because it's more of David and I shooting the shit. And what's better than you and I shooting the shit? I don't know why she would want to do it, but for me, actually... This is one show that calls for even less preparation than Birds of a Feather does. <laughs> uh, you would think it wouldn't be possible to prepare less than I do for that show. Well, this one, I'm actually not even supposed to prepare. That's the beauty of it. So, yeah, I love the show because all I got to do is show up and go, which is what I insist. And she says, no, that's, <laughs> that's not what you not do. not what you do. Okay. But. but winging it, we're doing just that. Yeah. You are winging it. I know what we're going to talk about. But at the end of the day, there's no rehearsal. There's no script. We are literally winging it. What a brilliant brilliant name you came up with for the show all right i wasn't going to take a bow but i came up with the name and everything. go ahead I'm however because it's complete lack of preparation it's going to be a total casey jones it's gonna <laughs> 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 that's a that's a term from uh, p-soup university you see you things you learn at p-soup university casey jones a train wreck is a casey jones so if something or a song that you don't know how to end like when you're playing live and everything is a lamb chop it's like mm, the song that, the song it doesn't end yeah fair and i so, like it um, i've yeah. been school so sometimes i think the show is turning into a lamb chop <laughs> it's not. It not this not. show, but birds turns into a lamb chop sometimes, and uh, pretty much often a Casey Jones too. So. Oh my! Well, yeah. that's a matter of opinion, sir. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, what are we going to be talking about this week? I I don't know. Thank you. You don't know? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, this week we are going to talk about the most controversial songs. Hmm. Yeah, so this could be very interesting. Ooh, look at the look. You're like, mm-hmm. You are deep in thought about what songs could be on this list. Yes, and controversial is such a broad term. There are yes. a lot of things that could make a song controversial, so I can't wait to see. Absolutely, and as I do, I want to go ahead and give credit to the different sites that I took some of this information from. I looked at many, but I actually took information from Spin, Ranker, Song Fact, Wikipedia, and Roland. Wow. So, yes, <laughs> I do my fucking research. No one can say this bitch does not prepare for this shit. So, the first song is Shebop by Cindy Lauper. Uh-huh. The song was considered controversial as it dealt with the subject matter of female masturbation. It was also included on the Parents Music Resource Center's Filthy 15 list due to its sexual lyrics. This led to the creation of the Parental Advisory sticker. We actually have a Parental Advisory, I think, or at least an explicit content on this show. Um, And birds, of course. Yes, oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Other songs on the Filthy 15 list included tracks by Madonna, Prince, and ACDC, no surprise. Mm. In an interview on the Howard Stern Show, she stated that she recorded the vocals of the song while nude. Lopper said she wanted little kids to think the song was about dancing and to understand the real meaning as they got older. 
Okay, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> there are giveaway lines in Shebop. Now, because I'm such a, a militantly anti-gossip person, I'm wondering if you'll come up with ones in the list that are controversial for like tabloid crap that I don't listen to anyway. Uh, they say I better stop or I'll go blind. Right there. I mean. That's what got me thinking about it, because I wasn't thinking, reading into it. And I hope he will understand. I assume that's a reference to God, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. it. Uh, or maybe it's her lover. I hope he'll understand I've already taken care of business. Good thought. Very good Could thought. Could be that, yeah, you know? it, yeah, it's a very good thought. And not that you're not enough. No, but, <laughs> but I've already, whoops. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, uh, supplementary, you know. Yeah, so, so correct, exactly. <laughs> it's a holdover. Yeah, it's a holdover. It's just like, you know, plan B. It's that's just like, right. you know, like, exactly. Well, that one's pretty plain. And I thought, oh, that's kind of racy. There have been worse ones on the air, but that's certainly one that is a little suggestive, but it can be overlooked. I mean, it, it, isn't, it is in your face. It's not as bad as one that I would mention, except it's probably going to come on the last song I absolutely hate, by the way. More contemporary, much more contemporary than Shebop. But I won't say it just in case it's on the list. But it's not as in your face as that. It can be overlooked and ignored, and uh, a lot of people probably miss it. The go blind thing was like, wait a minute, wait, I, better, wait, I probably what? better listen a little bit closer to this one. Right. Yeah, so I can kind of see where that would end up on there, because it's pretty suggestive for it radio, is. but there have been worse. Maybe they're coming up now. Yes, well, there are many, many, many on these lists. I will say there are literally hundreds of songs on these lists, and I have to narrow it down because this is a short show, yes. and uh, it, either that or it would have to be like parts one through seven million. So I figure we'll just <laughs> narrow it down. So this certainly is not exhaustive, and I did cherry pick because some of them I'm not interested in talking about, and you wouldn't be either. So I kind of pulled out the more interesting songs for us and what I assume our audience would be more interested in. Yeah, not, like, not kid songs. No, <laughs> like Darling Nikki by Prince. Well, yeah, yeah. Though the song was not released as a single, it appeared in the movie Purple Rain and gained wide notoriety for its sexual lyrics. In particular, an explicit reference to female masturbation. There's a theme here. And it was responsible for the, (laughs) partially anyway, responsible for the creation of the parental advisory sticker, which we just discussed. The song tells the story of a sex fiend named Nikki who seduces the singer. American social issues advocate Tipper Gore, remember that name, reportedly co-founded the Parents Music Resource Center in 1985 because she witnessed her daughter, Karina, who was 11 at the time, listening to Darling Nikki. As an example of what they meant, PMRC published a list of the 15 popular filthy, and again, Darling Nikki was the top of the list. Yeah, if you didn't mention the Tipper Gore angle, I was going to. Tipper Gore, for the listeners, that would be the wife of uh, Al Gore, the former vice president and uh, presidential candidate and so forth. Yeah, I remember and uh, being a somewhat older person, a little bit longer in the tooth person, I was pretty well-grown when that all went down. And I remember the people in the industry were so upset about it. And frankly, they shouldn't be, honestly, because I think parents should at least have some kind of idea of what the input their children are receiving. I'm okay with that. I really am. I mean, there are songs about murder, mutilation, and rape, and everything like that. I mean, I think parents need to know that. If just somebody drops an F-bomb every now and then, it's not that big a deal. But at the same time, you know, I believe in that in parents' rights. So, yeah, I have no problem with the PMRC. Everybody hated them. Oh, it's sense. It's not censorship. You can record whatever. I mean, if the two live crew, well, they, they, <laughs> they actually kind of did get banned, you know. But, they did. You know, talk about lack of redeeming social value. Well, it, that's almost England level. But, yeah, so I have no real problem with the PMRC. And if you're going to make a list of the mainstream ones, these are some good examples For so sure. far. Yeah, yeah. 
I will tell you, I mean, this is dirty little secret of Christina's. I love Two Live Crew because I was into dancing mm. and it was all the rage, you know, dancing. And it was it felt so naughty to dance to those super naughty songs. And I knew every word to every song and they were club hits, you know, and I was going to at that time it was a while ago and I'm not going to be specific, but I was going to an underage club because I wasn't of age to drink. Mm -hmm. So we'd go and we'd do that kind of underage clubbing, which was adorable. But Two Life Crew was it. And I remember, you know, when we did that, people were saying, you know, actively, oh, they're not going to allow this on the radio. And I was thinking, why would they allow this on the radio? I mean, it's explicit in a whole other level. Like these two songs that we just talked about are subtle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, not Darling Nikki well, not isn't Darling subtle. Nikki isn't. subtle. No, it says, no. you know, she's masturbating with a magazine. Sex that's, masturbating, yeah. I mean, there it subtle. is. But, you know, they're not saying me so horny, me love you long time, you know. So, you know, and the songs got worse, the rest oh, yeah. of the tracks, you know, but I will tell you, this song is uh, probably one of the really sexy songs. It's a very sexy song. It's very suggestive. The Purple Rain performance of it is amazing. It's just crazy, but... I was not surprised. And, you know, I will say I agree with you. I do think, you know, that parents need to know what's out there. And I think if there's a parental advisory on something, then at least they can take the time to listen to it and make a determination whether or not their child is ready to listen to it. Because obviously the more time has gone on, the worse the songs have become. Oh, yeah, you can say that. (laughs) W-A-P, anybody? (laughs) And I don't have any issues with that, but I'm not a parent of a small young child who's suggestive and who doesn't maybe understand sex or their own sexuality yet or is not ready because they're three or four. So I agree with you, but I did hate Tipper Gore at the time. I did think she was trying to mess with everything, but once I understood it was just a label, then I didn't care. But I remember, you know, my mom seeing that label and being very upset that I had that cassette tape, uh, the two life current. I'm like, Mom, I don't care what it says. I just want to dance to it. <laughs> you know, I uh, did care what it said. I sung along with every fucking song. As far as I know, the labels are pretty generic, though. They are. I remember I had uh, Madonna's American Life album and had it because she said fuck once or twice or something like that. Right. That's a far cry from Two Life Crew, and oh, that's a yeah. far cry from all this, you know, I'm going to rape this hoe and being on this, you know, all this stuff. Something similar to that, like they have in the movies. Well, I don't know, it's asking too much. If they had a label that actually laid it out, it's just like, you know, movie ratings come with description of the reasons that the movie got the rating in the first place. Like, you know, some profanity and drug use. Like okay. Nudity, whatever. Yeah, nudity, right? blah, or strong, brutal, gory violence throughout. Okay, that's something, that's a tip for me that I'm not going to like this movie. Right. You know? But um, so Usually it's, the bloody cover indicates yeah, that. Too, yeah, yeah. You know? Sometimes I'm put off to a movie just by that uh, revelation and how much more, and I'm an adult mm-hmm. taking care of myself, how much more a parent should be able to do that. Agreed, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, there's a group called uh, Common Sense Media and they review movies and you can find them on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that they watch movies and they specifically gear their commentary towards parents it's okay okay well in this one scene people get their heads chopped off and and they're you know this and that and that happens so you know exactly the worst of the worst they basically sit through the crap and give it to you okay here there's breasts are shown here and then this person is you know strangled here they tell you everything that's objectionable in the movie so parents can really make an informed decision now or kids can make an informed decision that they want to watch it this is the 
movie. Wow. It's like, <laughs> sometimes you see him and it's like, you know, strong, bloody violence, you know, strong profanity throughout and gratuitous nudity. It's okay. Well, they didn't miss a trick on that one. No, you know? they did not. So uh, <laughs> it's like Elvira says in the movie, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. There's nothing wrong with G-rated movies as long as there's lots of sex and violence, you know. Perfect. <laughs> and records don't have that, but I do believe in the label and everything. So these songs are mm, some good, some bad examples. What else we got? Well, we've got Nirvana's Rape Me, which we just talked about. Right, right. <laughs> this song has been described as part submissive invitation, part defiant taunt, a mix that confused and disturbed many listeners, and led to Cobain frequently having to explain the song's meaning. The song was relabeled Waif Me on the censored Walmart and Kmart version of In Utero, released in March 1994. The chain stores had originally refused to carry the album because of the song's title, as well as the fetus collage on the back cover, which was also edited. The song's proper title was listed in the booklet, and the recording remained the same. Cobain defended the band's decision to release a censored version of the album by explaining... One of the main reasons I signed to a major label was so people would be able to buy our records at Kmart. In some towns, that's the only place kids can buy records. Wow. Now, think of it. You would expect that to be the opposite. No, man, the corporate this and the sellout and the, you know, the, you know, and the, He's just being practical. Yes. I mean, uh, he wants to sell. That's a good point about that's the only store. That was that it, is a yeah. really good point. And, you know, you do want to reach people. Uh, and, you know, it's selling out and compromising. You know, I mean, you want your music to be heard. And it's either that or they don't get the record at all. Exactly. So it's good that you would expect someone in a position like that, you know, wow, punk rock grunge to, right. you know, to be against that. But no, I, I like to hear people saying, you know, basically he's going against the flow with that one. He is. Because you wouldn't expect that. It's like when... Uh, people in the music business fight against piracy. They should. It's their intellectual property being taken without their consent. Right. They should fight that. And people say, oh, well, it's greed. No, it isn't greed. It's only, it's only what's art. right. Yeah, and I understand what Cobain is doing there, too. Uh, and we did talk about the song. And, and we know that it's an anti-rape it's song. It's an anti-rape song, but that's the knee-jerk reaction to titles. We talked about rock and roll suicide, that's same right. thing. It's unfortunate. So there's really nothing about that song that would ever landed on that list. So that's a big stumble on their part, I think. Yeah, it's just that it was controversial because of the title and because, yeah. you know, stores wouldn't carry it. I mean, we're going to talk about more songs that were banned, you yeah. know, for lesser crimes, you know, or different crimes, whereas this one wasn't even, it was just mistaken for a song about rape, and it yeah. wasn't. It yeah, all. well, the title is a little jarring and everything, and if it were a character that was actually inviting being raped, I, uh, you know, even then, free speech, but I can understand it being offensive. Right. So, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I think sometimes, you know, as an artist, you know, I think you probably do this as well. I mean, my titles of my songs are everything. So that I wanted to grab you, I wanted to shock you, I wanted to make you want to listen to the song, I wanted to kind of give you an idea of what the song is about, or I wanted to just confuse the shit out of you. So I think song titles are important, and I think this was done on purpose. Oh, I'm a complete bug for song titles and song order. Yes. The title always comes, almost always comes first. Yes. And it's like, okay, how does blah, blah, blah go now? Right. Because it's a real thing. You have to visualize it first. Of course, yeah, titles are, titles make me want to hear a song. In fact, Abby London, when I first discovered Abby London, um, I looked at her playlist, and way further down, there was a song called Spiders in the Morning, and I thought, oh, I got to hear that one first. Yeah. And it totally kicks ass you know and that was the first thing we played on butterflies nice. so yeah titles uh definitely are worth uh giving some thought to serious consideration to I and agree. you know rape me 
considering it's in the song, that is the best possible title for the song. It is, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because one of the the weirdest titles is The Abduction of Jane Doe, which is one of the title of one of our songs, one that I wrote. And it's it's what it's about, but it's not, it alludes that somebody's been abducted and that you can't identify the person. And it's weird enough where you go, what the hell is that song about? And it's a dark song, you know, and all that stuff. But I mean, I kicked around tons of titles for that song. And even though it's really long, I wanted people to be, you know, I wanted to be provocative. I yeah. wanted people to go, what the fuck? You know, and they, they did. So that's cool. So let's talk about weird, weird songs and weird titles. Smack My Bitch Up, Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> In 1997, the Prodigy quickly turned into a controversial group in England and soon across the world. The public already demanded bans on the group's singles in their home country. The release of Smack My Bitch Up only furthered tensions. Despite their song becoming a major hit, the band received intense backlash for the lyrical content. BBC Radio banned the song while retailers, including Kmart and Walmart, refused to carry the album. Activists slammed the song for supposedly encouraging violence against women. They didn't deliberately set out to write a controversial song, but once it got, gained all the controversy, then they kind of were like, well, shit, I mean, we're just going to ride this wave. Yeah, yeah. No so. press is bad press, you know. Yeah. So how do you feel about that song? Uh, uh, lyrical content. First of all, this song has six words, two of them repeated twice. Yes. It's change my pitch up, smack my bitch up. It's so fleeting. It's so uh, transient a song, uh, lyrically speaking. If I were to take offense at anything about it, it would be the fact that this is a six-minute song with six words in it. That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's enough to get pissed off about. Yeah, but but it's a dance track, and it's a, it's a good one. It's a so very good, enjoyable yeah. track. Uh, I remember this one from uh, Charlie's Angels. There's yes. this uh, street fight there, but I don't see it as a call to anything really. There are far worse songs about smacking bitches, uh, Mr. Snoop Dogg. Are you listening? Uh, yeah, but this one, uh, you know, it's like "Rape Me." You don't like the title, well, "Rape Me" has words at least. This one, I don't get the big deal about it. It's, it's just kind of goofy. Uh, change my pitch up, smack my bitch up. Well, you know, as a woman, uh, I can tell you it doesn't bother me, but I call lots of people bitches, <laughs> kind of in jest and, you know, to kind of poke fun and to be silly. In fact, sometimes I'll be like, you know, this bitch, this and that. I'll even refer to myself in that way. So, to me, it's not derogatory. I don't think they're encouraging anything. I understand maybe at the time there was some sensitivity around it. I'm certainly not saying that some people can't be offended by it, of course, mm. you know. I just don't happen to be. I think it's a fun song. I think it's funny, especially the way that I use bitch. So it doesn't bother me at all. Um, in fact, I'm a huge Prodigy fan. We talked about this, um, that we both love Prodigy. And uh, this song, I get that the title is shocking again. But again, <laughs> there's six lines in it. It's not like they're going into how it should happen and that you should do anything. It's just a fun, silly way to say something. And again, if I refer to myself as a bitch, I'm not going to be really upset if somebody else says, smack my bitch up. Yeah, smack my bitch up really is not even a complete sentence. No. Unless the implied you is at the beginning. If you say to someone, hey there, hey, is there anything I can do for you today? Uh Smack my bitch up. Then yeah. it would be. Then it would be like a, an imperative. Then it would be like, okay, you're actually calling for the bitch to be smacked up. Now you could say a lot of people are called bitch. Uh, guys call other guys bitch. Yeah, I call I mean, people bitch all the yeah. time. However, since it's my bitch, it does suggest it's a woman. You know, or um, unless he's got a guy bitch. You know, who knows? 
<laughs> Could it not also be another name for a Johnson? I'm just saying, maybe he wants to smack his bitch up. Like and the maybe, monkey. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's his bitch, his bitch is his weenie. I don't know. Oh, I'm just saying. You know, I think we just jumped to conclusions, but I mean, smacking his bitch up could be something very different than we're assuming. Maybe he calls it a bitch. I don't know. That's true. It could be a sort of a self-abuse, a self-spanking uh, the monkey kind Thank of thing. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and do we know for a fact that that's not the case? We don't know. We Actually, don't. I think they've continued to be, you know, kind of mum on the whole yeah, subject yeah. because they're like, you know, think what you want. Yeah. No doubt your imaginations will run wilder yes. than ours, so... You throw anything out there and uh, just let the rumor mill go. And just let, let the, it happen. Hyster- let the wildfire burn, you know. It did not Absolutely. hurt the sales. It did not hurt their use in movies. Like you said, it's a great scene and a perfect song for that scene. Yeah, and obviously the producers of the film, which centers around three strong, powerful, intelligent, Hello. crime-fighting women, uh, used it in that scene. So they must not have taken too much offense no. to it. No. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give this one a clean bill of health, shall we? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so the next one is Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. Aha! The public viewed the popular 2013 song Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke as promoting the objectification of women. Many accused the song of trivializing sexual consent through lyrics such as, I know you want it. Yeah, and the big controversy I remember about this song was actually the video or the live performance mm-hmm. of it, where uh, he was dressed up like Beetlejuice and he was like doing Miley Cyrus or simulating doing Miley Cyrus or something like that. But the song is actually quite agreeable from a musical standpoint, which is rare for me to say of a newer song from the last you know 15 years. So I actually kind of liked it. It was turned into a brilliant, hilarious parody by Weird Al Yankovic called Word Crimes about those uh, abominable uh, uses of the English language, and it's very, very fun. It's much better than Blurred Lines. But it's an agreeable tune. I mean, you know you want it. I know you want it. I mean, women say that, men say that. That doesn't really offend me. I mean, a person can just say, well, you're delusional, dude. I don't want you. It's not the equivalent of uh, no means no. I mean, it's not one of those things where it's like he's refusing to take no for an answer or anything like that. Maybe he's right. Maybe she does want him. Or maybe he's just, it's what a fool believes. You know, (laughs) 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 A little tired. I like it. Actually, this song, I absolutely love this song. This is a dance track. This is a fun song. And I actually covered this song. Really? Um, Yeah. We covered it and I took it back. I remember saying before each performance, I'm like, Robin, I'm not offended. In fact, I'm performing your song. Because I do think, you know, and I say it, don't make me. I'm like, you know, you want this, you know, you need this, you know, you crave this, you know, you bleed this. So you're going to ban my song? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, now, the video, so you were talking about the live, the live performance. performance. Yeah, yeah. The video, there's a censored version and an uncensored version. Oh, that's version. true, too. Yes, now, the that's censored true. version mm-hmm. is fine. The uncensored version is just a lot of boobies, yeah. you know? And I've seen boobies. I have them. I'm fine with them, you know? That was the big thing, is that there's women and they're being objectified in this video. Well, they're being paid well for that video, and they're beautiful women. They look amazing, and I think it's a fun, playful, silly song. Also, I will say, though, I'm not easily offended. I'm just not. I don't I don't find the song offensive. I thought it was fun. I thought it was sexy. I thought it was playful. And I was so not offended by it that we covered this song for a long time. So, again, maybe I'm just the rare woman who doesn't get offended by shit like this. But I just don't see it as objectification of women. Now, I mean, if again, like you were saying, if it's talking about raping a woman or hurting a woman or, you know, beating up a woman or, you know, 
kidnapping a woman or I mean, I guess those things would be different. But this is just I know you want it. So I hope no one bans don't make me because I say sort of the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You're expressing the same sentiments. And uh, there's no reason to think that there's any uh, harm intended by anybody on these parts. Uh, no. So, and it's a, it's, a, it's a great song. The arrangement is totally kick-ass. The vocals. Oh. It is a, just a fun song to listen to. In fact, I, I remember thinking, wow, I've heard the controversy first about the video. Mm. I mean, the performance. And the videos, too. The one that was banned and then the, the clean version. I think I saw the clean version at, like, IHOP or Denny's or something one yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, this is uh, acceptable for the public. And I just loved it. I thought, wow, now there's a rare tune that I actually really like. They it's should make more one. like that. Yeah. I'm waiting for the other crap that I was thinking of before to come up on the list. But uh, well, we'll see. I love this one. Yeah, I thought it was a great song. Again, I'm not offended, but very controversial because, you know, there's a lot of advocates. And I understand. And I appreciate that there are advocates out there. Don't get me wrong. I just don't find this to be one of those songs that yeah. requires that level of concern. This one would not warrant, in my mind, at least what I remember of the lyrics, the PMRC label, you know, the, the parental no. advisory label. No, no. No, it's just, I mean, he talks about, you know, I think he talks about smoking marijuana. I, stop, I mean, who cares? I mean, that's ah. it's every song now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess this was 2013. So the next one is Closer. Nine Inch Nails. Very controversial. Yeah. Um, now, how was this determined to be controversial? I mean, was it banned? Was it... Uh, Allow me to share craziness yes, uh, about it. So, Closer is unrepentant in its lustiness, yet that's what makes it relatable. Reznor says the track is more about self-loathing. Lyrically, Closer is a song about self-hatred and obsession. To Reznor's dismay, the song was widely misinterpreted as a lust anthem due to its chorus, which famously includes the lines, I want to fuck you like an animal. I want to fill you from the inside. Motley Crue's drummer Tommy Lee, who contributed to the song's parent album, The Downward Spiral, said of the song, Come on, dude, I want to fuck you like an animal? That's the all-time fuck song. Those are pure fuck beats. Trent Reznor knew what he was doing. You can fuck to it, you can dance to it, and you can break shit to it. Set in what appears to be the 19th century mad scientist laboratory, the video's imagery involves religion, sexuality, animal cruelty, politics, and terror. In retrospect, Reznor says of the video, the rarest of things occurred where the song sounded better to me seeing it with video, and it's my song. That is a rare thing indeed, uh, and that's one of my beefs with videos is that they sometimes will polish up a turd song and make you accept it because it's interesting to visually, although most of the time it's the other way around. No videos ever should have been made in the 80s as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I've, been, I've been subjected to videos. Kiss, for some reason, has gone on a tear of sharing videos in their feed, and it's like one horrible 80s video after another. And it was like, guys, I want to hear this stuff. I don't want to see you in uh, pink tights and, and you know lipstick and everything jumping. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to see how glam these guys are. It's like that was the eighties. They're mistaking themselves for the New York Dolls. It was oh, incredible. Yeah, you can't do that with no, Kiss. You can't. You can't. Yeah. But this song, I totally, I'm out 100% on the video. Uh, it's just one of those nauseating things. It's one of those, you know, uh, we're trying to look dark and we're trying to. Look, eh, I, I don't like the video one bit. The song mm, musically, it's great. Is it as bad as it sounds? Well, I can understand why a person wouldn't want, say, young children to hear this. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I would understand that. 
controversial. I don't think there's anything controversial about it. People want to fuck people, and everybody knows it. And like animals. It's it's subtly implied in even the uh, family-friendliest of songs and movies. This is just a little more explicit. So that as far as a concept, there's nothing shocking about it at all. It is not like a rape song. It's not like a murder song. This is just someone wants to fuck someone. Well, that's in every Frank Sinatra song ever written. <laughs> 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 Most of them. Uh, I mean, what do the strangers in the night do? Okay, they may be in love forever, but what they happens the first part night? Cheesy they do. They play part checkers. cheesy. They play backgammon. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's so, yeah. why they're getting together. Content-wise, I can see not finding it agreeable and pleasant. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But some people just don't like the word fuck and they don't want to hear it in a song. That's fine, you know. But there's nothing off about this one. I can understand it's not going to get top 40 airplay unedited. Of course not. Right. But uh, yeah, the song is benign enough <laughs> nobody wants to write a song and write and record and work on a song to have some jackass sit around and call it benign although you have a worse one i don't even know if you realize how often you use it you have one that is even more brutal i mean i i can't imagine somebody putting out a song and having christina listen to it and go that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> or I say, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. You've said cute a number of times yeah, about yeah. songs. Or precious. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, well, precious is, a, is that's obvious. That's like saying bless your heart, you know? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Wasn't that precious? Oh, you know? how precious. It's like, it's like oh, a kindergartner who came in with a, with a painting to put on the refrigerator. Oh, it's not how people want your, precious. you to it's appraise so their song. That's so cute. No, You've it's You've said that true. a couple times. I won't, I won't mention the uh, actually, one was a kiss recording. I, I will say that. So cute. But it was cute. It was it's cute. So cute. I fed her a snatch of a lyric, and she said, "Oh, that sounds kind of hot. Let me hear the song." And she goes, "Okay, it wasn't hot. It was cute." <laughs> <laughs> the lyric is hot. The delivery was was just cute. Just cute. It was like, oh, okay, oh, well, precious. Bless that your was heart. so sweet. <laughs> Bless oh. your heart, Mr. Oh. Simmons. That was so precious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute. PhD. That was PhD. So <laughs> that's right. But I will say the lyric was really hot. I was like, damn. And then I listened to the song. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. I think his delivery is great. And of course, produced by the great Bob Ezra. And one of these days, we'll talk about producers. And he's just a master. But yes. Yeah. But it was a cute song. And, so um, cute. This was... Uh, uh, how did we get on cute? We got on cute because we were talking about uh, benign. Because oh, we were talking I called, about benign. Yeah, I called uh, closer benign. And I'm being charitable in yes. saying that. <laughs> I love this song. I think it's a great song. I don't... I get the controversy because, again, I want to fuck you like an animal. I want to fuck you from the inside. But, I mean, again, like you said, it's not a, a strange concept. People fuck all the time people say they want to fuck it's very common they may not say it that plainly but they say it so I mean, you can't walk down the street you know half a block without coming across somebody that in some level subconsciously you want to fuck so it's, it's actually very common wow okay i on mean some level you know i mean uh, okay i mean i like where we're going with this it's very i want to kind of dive into that psychology a little further like kind of wow let's, <clears throat> let's go down there and just saying it's that's natural a, that's another show it's natural it's, oh, no, no stop it stop it stop it it's logical no no no, no. <laughs> anything but that anything but you that you start it I hate that song sex okay. is something we should do sex is something for me and yeah, you go have sex and stop singing this asinine <laughs> song okay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love George Michael, but that song blows. Okay. I love yeah, that song. So, that song blows? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it did. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Well, I love the song. I think it's great. And I get that there'd be controversy because of the use of the word fuck and the use of the word animal, potentially. 
the video while very very disturbing i thought it was very artistic and he is a dark motherfucker he's not trying to be dark Mm -hmm. trent reznor is i think he's the epitome of darkness he Mm -hmm. is a dark motherfucker and i'm okay with that and his video is very dark and i do think that it fits the song well but i will say i mean sometimes i watch it and i'm just like every time i'm like this is more disturbing than last time but it's quality i like watching it i like artistic expression i was fine with it but this is another club favorite where it was just crazy so i love the song i get why there's controversy i don't agree with it but i understand why people are all you know their panties are in a bunch so cockroaches uh, disembodied hearts it's just the best it's so hot that's a recipe for such a great video not hot it's just artistic and it was shocking and it was disturbing and i think sometimes art needs to be that way Hmm. so i was fine with it I mean, I'm not like, ooh, this is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have that response. I had the, this Nor, is disturbing. Hey, you know, when we were talking about Two Life Crew, I wanted to say that too. I remember Eric Bogosian, actor Eric Bogosian, introduced them on a show one time, and he said, I'm proud to present my fellow Americans, the Two Life Crew. And the idea being, and you hear this uh, voice a lot, that, and Eminem even says this, to just being controversial or just being offensive is somehow fighting the good fight there's no virtue there's no merit in just being obnoxious and offensive it's not a noble struggle just to say a lot of things that disgust people i mean i believe people have free speech and these songs are you know a lot but i don't think you're doing anyone a favor just by doing like a two live crew kind of song there are lyrics out there i wouldn't even repeat i don't know i mean i don't know that they did it to be controversial i think it's just what they wrote lyrics about sex and fucking and drugs and oh. stuff that all the people write they said it like trent says it later they said it plainly and they said this is what i want to do this is i mean i guess i don't get it because when i was that young i was talking raunchy like that i was saying stuff like that you know i may not have done a lot of it at that time but i was talking like that so it didn't offend me it felt as a child I felt empowering for me to say that stuff. And yeah, somebody else says it because it just made sense. It didn't seem so crazy. But I think that's just how they talk. That's just what they were thinking. That's what they think about a lot. I don't get it. I don't understand the big beef. I get at the time it was shocking. But Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Even I'm saying the content just being on the edgy side doesn't necessarily make it good or valuable. It's neutral. It's neither good nor bad. If you write a song the way you feel like doing it and it happens to upset people or offend people or whatever, like, okay, that's one thing, but you shouldn't set out to do it. It's just like, I saw a bumper sticker once, a cartoon character with its backside exposed and a pair of lip marks on it and it says, does this offend you? Good. And that's what I mean. It's just offending people for the sake of it isn't art. But if they want to write some crap to shock most people, that's okay but if they do it just to offend i mean that's i didn't I, that's what i was responding yeah. to is i just don't think two life crew wrote it going oh i'm gonna offend people i think it's just what they I wrote about they might have i don't know i mean i yeah, don't think yeah. i think it's the assumption Not either sure. that or the controversy that ensued which of course brings lots of notoriety and gives you a name and everything probably inspired some other people to do just that it's like mm-hmm. well we'll be really offensive and then maybe we'll get some press too so i mean now it seems yeah. silly to be so upset at them at that time now that we have you know wet ass pussy so i mean it just yeah. seems oh, bizarre yeah. But I understand at the time, again, you know, where we were. I get it. Speaking of that time, Justify My Love, Madonna. Hmm. Co-written by Lenny Kravitz and Ingrid Chavez, Justify My Love is a song about wanton desire and unrestricted sexual actions and features such statements as, I'm open and ready for you to justify my love. The 
accompanying and sexually explicit video portrayed Madonna as a woman walking in a hotel hallway looking distressed and tired from work until being seduced into having sex with a mysterious man and woman. It caused controversy worldwide due to its explicit sexual images and was subsequently banned from MTV and other TV networks. The video, which contained imagery of sadomasochism, voyeurism, and bisexuality, was tough for many to swallow. And I, there's the rub, though. If there had never been a video for that song, there would be no controversy around the song because I don't remember the lyric having anything. It's a, uh, it's pretty sexy. Was it? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a lot of breathy moaning. Yeah, she's like, and wanting, waiting for you to justify my love. I you mean, see, it's I don't very remember the sexy. words of it enough, but to think there was anything inherently, I mean, it might have been delivered. It's like love to love you, baby, is delivered in a very sexual way. Mm-hmm. And I feel love and things like that. Uh, well, especially Love to Love You, Baby. But yes. there's no lyric there to object to. And I don't remember there being any in Justify My Love. I remember the big controversy being the video. And uh, you could buy this. You could buy How to Buy It Separate as a single. And, you know, you could buy the video separately. It was a big deal. It was like Madonna's sex book. It was like one of those things that was calculated. I don't know. I wouldn't say calculated necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised either. Madonna is pretty calculated. Yeah, but as I always said, not compensating for a lack of talent or putting out shitty music, so I have no problem with calculating some uh, controversy. I mean, as long as you got the goods. But if it weren't for the video, I think nobody would have had a problem with the song, but that's just me. I don't know, because uh, the lyric, poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Ooh. Love me, that's right. Love me, I want to be your baby. And then creepy is um, I want to know you not like that I don't want to be your mother I don't want to be your sister either I want to be your lover I want to be your baby so it's a little I mean it starts out okay but then the you know kind of goes into a weird spot so the video kind of really mirrors what's going on in the song and I will tell you I mean the controversy I think started with the book the book was gratuitous and it's it's very sexual I saw it I remember one of my friends got the book and I looked with at it, steel, and I was with the steel plates, uh-huh, with yeah, the steel yeah, plates, yeah. and I thought, "Oh my god!" I mean, next to Playboy and stuff, I had never seen anything like that. I mean, and I had seen Penthouse too, and it was pretty close to that, and it was sexy, beautiful, famous people. There like was Vanilla n- Ice, yeah. Oh, there was nothing. I was like, "Holy shit! This is the most amazing book I've ever seen." But also, oh my god, how did you get all those people to do that? But the video was super sexy and, you know, the sadomasochism and the voyeurism and all that, which is inherent in the lyrics, but it was uh, was very sexy. And I think, again, strong sexuality like that coming from anybody, including a woman at that. I mean, it was very overt, you know, her and, you know, a mask and a dominatrix outfit. I mean, with a, you know... (laughs) (laughs) there she is whipping people and you know having a threesome and you know all those kinds of like kind of taboo things so all things taboo came out in the song and the video so i think the song in and of itself was okay i mean that lyric i read you poor is a man whose pleasures depend on the yeah the permission part that's red flag right there wait a second what do you mean you don't need permission Uh, just take what you want Uh (laughs) that's the bdsm thing i think you know the theme apart from the video you might not read that into it you might not be that no and i but i do think that the video was so well done and again it's really sexy but especially i think at that time it was very tough for anyone to swallow a video that explicit without it being i think they were trying to say you you couldn't even like watch it but it wasn't that bad wasn't as bad as like let's say 
blurred lines, uh, you know, the unedited version with all the boobies. I, I don't think I ever saw that one, but uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good one. Uh, lots of boobies. Lots of young ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I see why there's controversy because, again, the overt sexuality apparently is very difficult for people. And also, I guess if you're a parent, to your point earlier, you may not want your kids to see a video like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, it's, of course. Parents. And you don't want them to see the sex book, which she was very careful about who got to see the sex book and, right. you know, who could buy it and when you could buy it. And But I get that. But again, I guess I'm not a prude. It didn't bother me. I'm like, these are things that happen. People are into voyeurism. People are into BDSM. People are into threesomes. It's shocking because it's people that were famous. Yeah, that they got... What was... Um, I thought Lenny Kravitz was in it. I don't know. I remember Vanilla Ice and who was the model? Um, oh, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. That's right, Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and just gorgeous, beautiful black and white photos of these beautiful people with beautiful bodies, you know. If anything, the explicitness and the content and the, and the, the bondage content and everything of the videos and so forth almost kind of takes the edge off of the lyric yeah. which you could hear the lyric alone if there were no video and says pleasure doesn't it's poor as the man whose pleasure depends on the permission of that. in other words you don't need my permission even if I say no I mean yes it could even come mean and like, take me it you could know? even mean like oh I don't need permission from God either you know it could mean anything it could mean anything it sounds like you know don't wait for me to say yes just right. take me it's, just it's, take it's me. potentially right. dangerous but when you see the video it's like oh okay I get what they're going right. with that but right. uh, yeah, I remember. What year was that? Big controversy. I, was, I cannot remember, but... Was it around the time of the sex book, though? I think it was around the same time of the sex book, I believe. But I think that it was 1990. Ah, 1990, so... See, in, in a lifetime as long as mine, it seems like, you know, it's hard to remember, you know. <laughs> 1990, that's 30 years ago. I know. Well, I mean, 30 years ago, I think things were a little different, you know, seen as a little different. The well, book came, yeah, Wet Ass Pussy would not have been around back then. No. You know, yeah. And the book came out in 1992, so two years ah, later. So okay. we were leading into the book. Ah, okay. We were getting there. It was a big phase there. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I get it. I don't understand it. But these are some of the most controversial songs of all time. Well, I remember hearing about them you know, at the time. And, ooh, what's the big fuss about this? So, yeah, yeah obviously these are. The controversy reached even me. And you could not have a list without this song. Relax, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Of course. Morley intentionally courted scandal with the promotion of Relax. And uh, they initiated an ad campaign for Relax with two quarter page ads in the British music press. The first ad featured images of Rutherford in a sailor cap and leather vest and Johnson with a shaved head and rubber gloves. The images were accompanied by the phrase, All the Nice Boys Love Seamen. A pun on the music hall song, All the Nice Girls Love a Sailor. It declared Frankie Goes to Hollywood are coming, making Duran Duran lick the shit off their shoes, 19 inches that must be taken always. The song was banned by the BBC in 1994, which came a couple months after its release. The band became an embarrassment for the BBC, especially given that the UK commercial radio and television stations were still playing the song. Later in 1984, the band was lifted. The lyrics are relatively ambiguous, although the line, when you want to come is clearly a reference to orgasm. The song is essentially a guide to delaying ejaculation. To throw censors off the scent when Relax first came out, the band claimed publicly that it was written about motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Later, they confessed it was actually about shagging. So, well, you know, uh, that's one that could, like Shebop, that could go unnoticed easily. You know, when you want to come, I mean, you know, it's legitimate to use the word come any number of times and in any number of ways. And all right, 
that particular one, it's not as bad as the Rolling Stones, You Make a Dead Man Come. You know, that's there's no way of, yeah, uh, it's not ambiguous at no. all. But this one, yeah, it's, it's obviously has the whole, you know... Uh, kind of gay look to it and everything which was a sort of a big deal at the time and uh when you want to come i mean they say that many times during the song so i figured when you brought the song up i thought it's got to be that part especially i don't remember any other of the content i, I love the song though it's so so damn hooky my goodness down, a- down, <laughs> down. I, mean, I love that tune it's such a good song and i do think you know i think the whole um there's those rhythms again we talked about on our sexiest songs the propulsive rhythms and you know the hard hitting and the then you're singing relax don't do it unless you want to go to it relax don't do it you know do you want to come so i mean to me as soon as i saw that i mean i was i was pretty young then i was like oh he said come (laughs) (laughs) he said come yeah and i was thinking you know it's got to be about that and it certainly is and I get that at the time it was controversial, and they were making no bones about it. Oh, that was no pun intended, but they were, sorry, they were making no bones about it. You know, they were saying, hey, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to shock. We're trying to tell you that this song is, you know, overtly sexual. Obviously, they were kind of giving a nod to their sexuality as well. But yeah, very interesting. And, you know, I thought it was interesting that the BBC banned it because I always think of, you know, our people across the pond being far more accepting of everything rather than you know here where we're like oh that's too much well not anymore but at the time i thought oh well what's the big deal but i think it's interesting that they were then embarrassed and then had to uh you know acquiesce and play the song but i get that it was controversial but again it's like shebop i think you could take it any way you want to you know well and england they have standards and ratings and they actually do flat out ban films there are films they won't show in england wow because they're considered to have absolutely no redeeming social values horror films usually that i won't even name and everything it's like no we're not going to play this here we're not going to play this here so i would figure they would be the first to crack down on songs like that but it's fairly benign and hey the band could have defended themselves by saying we're performing a public service with this. I mean, we're, 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 <laughs> it is motivational in a way. This is this is something that people are looking. This is information people want. Uh, I mean, it might not work for you, but if you if you want to, you know, delay, uh, you know, this is something. this is the way to do it. I mean, you could do long division, or you could do you could relax and whatever Play it is checkers, they're saying, whatever it is, whatever they're talking about in the song. Yeah. So that's pretty tame. But again, it was a long time ago. It so, was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've come a long way from then, and pretty much nothing is banned now. Although, songs today, if you have to cut every other word out and then play it on the air sounding like shit, whereas every other word, and I bet, I mean, you know, I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear it. Just don't even, don't even release the edited version at all. It's just, it's unlistenable in my mind. Snoop Dogg's Drop It Like It's Hot is like that. They're like, when the, in the. Uh, drop it like it's hot drop it when uh, it i'm like um yeah yeah i mean it's it's not a i love that song it's a great song but i mean the lyrics are you know you probably don't want those just on the airwaves because of what they say and i get it but that's not why i like the song i like the song because of the the rhythms and the sound but it's very interesting to hear i'm going to kind of go back in time now for one that was controversial at the time but it's interesting to see that controversy continued there's still controversy out there but it's not as outrageous we're not outraged in the same way we were then no 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 you know so we're like oh what ass pussy now that's wow this is the kind of thing that will pop up in a news feed someplace and you know you'll hear about it for a couple days it is not like the old days where you know you could almost 
picture of Frankenstein's angry villagers out there. No, we have to, <laughs> we have to stop this. Uh, you know, these uh, homos. Frankie comes to Hollywood. We have to stop this uh, kinky video. We have to stop this song about masturbation. For all our daughters are doing this and going blind. I mean, you know, it, that doesn't happen much anymore. Yeah. No. Hopefully, they're not calling them homos either. I mean, you know, just saying. <laughs> they that, probably don't. That's what they said at the time. Yes, that's they right. certainly did. Yeah. They said awful things at the time about a lot. But we've come a long way, and then we've also digressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a well more of I guess well we've digressed, but then also a regression I think as well. So yeah, I think be, it's, be, uh, I wouldn't mind if we ran out of road before we got to wet ass pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what comes next yeah, you know yeah, after yeah. That, i mean i don't even was it like dripping i just anyway moving forward booking them up <laughs> like i said on the other shows like if you need a bucket and a mop you should see a medical professional I mean, you know. oh my god so true i think i'm not sure exactly what i need to listen to that song a little more i guess to understand because uh i think i i think i need to understand a little better the final song is puff the magic dragon Peter, Paul, and Mary. What? (laughs) The poem that formed the basis of the song Puff the Magic Dragon was written in 1959 by Leonard Lipton, a 19-year-old Cornell student. Lipton was inspired by an Odin Nash rhyme about really oh truly oh dragon and using a dragon as the central figure, he came up with a poem about the end of childhood innocence. The 1960s being what they were, however, any song based on oblique or allegorical lyrics were subject to reinterpretation as a drug song. And so it was with Puff the Magic Dragon. Puff was an obvious name for a song about smoking pot. (laughs) 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 Little Jackie Paper's surname referred to rolling papers. Autumn Mist was either clouds of marijuana smoke or a drug-induced state. And the land of Hanali was really the Hawaiian village of Hanalei, known for its particularly potent marijuana plants and so on. Hey, man, we got some Hawaiian. That's what we used to say in the 70s. Like, wow, you want to buy some Hawaiian, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I apologize. It's Hanalei, I believe. Hanalei. I apologize. So I think I said it incorrectly. Wow. But So, yes, it was, it was definitely something that was controversial because it was seen as a drug song which was very taboo at the time and peter paul and mary said it was not about drugs now i will say it even comes up in the movie meet the parents where um (laughs) where the father is talking about oh i love peter paul and mary said yes uh, who knew that it was about you know smoking marijuana and he's like it's about a magical dragon (laughs) no people say it's about smoking marijuana well clearly it's about the boy and his magical dragon so there was controversy because people thought that Peter, Paul, and Mary, this very, you know, I apologize, but vanilla and, you know, prudish and well-to-do, you know, they, they well-meaning. Self-respectable. They're respectable. Yeah. This is like you don't expect filthy lyrics from Simon and Garfunkel the way we, we saw they had. Right. <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. But, I mean, there's nothing about Puff, the Magic Dragon, unless you want to go all, ooh, it means this, it means that. And that's what they, they assigned meaning. Oh, my Anything, goodness. again, that was, you know, allegorical, they just were like, that must be about... Wow. You know, so it was a huge controversy, and people still think it's about that to this day. And at that time, it caused a huge uproar. Wow. You you would think, uh, by the way, completely unrelated, but we do that here. There's a <laughs> there's a very funny comedian named Piff the Magic Dragon. You ever see him? I no. Love that guy. Yeah, he, he goes out in a dragon suit and does, oh does uh, stand-up. He's very funny. Piff the Magic Dragon. But anyway, um, 
I never would have thought that. And that was the 60s, I assume, right? So, I mean, couldn't they have focused a little more on White Rabbit, which they can, Hello. they can, yeah, they can throw all the Alice in Wonderland stuff in there if they want, but it's clearly about drugs. But you that's know? kind of, I want to fuck you like an animal of that time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. pretty much were like, we're going to get do some drugs here. That's yeah, what's we're talking happen. about pills here. Okay. Yes, there's that's no, correct. There's no, uh, you know, cutesy metaphors. <laughs> no. <you know? laughs> Not at all. So that was the last one on our list, but as as is typical for me, I have honorable mentions. Ah. Better by you, better than me, Judas Priest. Suicide Solution, Ozzy Osbourne. They Don't Care About Us, Michael Jackson. Papa Don't Preach and Dress You Up by Madonna. God Save the Queen, Sex Pistols, and The Kingsman, Louie Louie. Wow. So there were so many more hundreds of songs that were considered controversial. I just picked a few. Obviously, I handpicked a few, but those are some of them, and I have to tell you, I am largely not offended by any of them. No, no, I would have to say I wasn't either. Um, I'm thinking, is there any in here that I'm offended by? And I have to say I'm not. No, it's funny that Madonna landed three, and then three. I'm sure there were more in the longest, oh, longer lists. So many. But Papa Don't Preach, it's okay. I mean, <clears throat> gee, the girl doesn't want to have an abortion, okay? Uh, she wants to have the baby, and that's controversial, because I remember the fuss about that. They're saying that it's encouraging young girls to have babies when they can't take care of them and everything. It's like, damn, you can't even write a song anymore, you know? Uh, yeah, and I think it was just, again, people weren't talking about it. It yeah. was something you talked about, you know, with hushed voices and behind closed doors. Yeah. But she said, look, this happens, you know? I either don't understand lyrics, or I don't care about them, or oblivious. rarely do I object to a lyric to the point where I just won't listen to a song, unless it's like, incredibly stupid but um i remember hearing those and and all i ever ask is do i like it It, does it entertain me just entertain me let me have a good time and everything and madonna always does with all her songs and uh pretty much all the songs on that list i'm good with you know so i don't find any of them there are songs i'd have to think for a while but there are songs i just can't listen to because they're offensive to me but uh none of those certainly controversial yeah i can see why for various reasons some of them but yeah, at the time. But the I think t- maybe that'll be a bird banter. Maybe we'll come up with our most controversial songs to us, you know, a future bird banter. Yes, the things that turn up here on Winging It should make for bird banters. For example, Agreed. I'm just going to drop this so you can remember the duets thing, favorite duets. Yes, uh, favorite duets. We heard everybody else's. We didn't have time to think of ours, but uh, we should do that too sometime for bird banter. And yes. what is bird banter? It's part of another show, which, tell them about the other show. Oh my gosh, that's right. It is the parent show, if you will, to this child show. <laughs> this childish show. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's called Birds of a Feather, and it happens every other week. And it is a full show where we actually play the newest, best, brightest in indie music from all over the world. And we have open calls for submissions, our themed submissions, but we have open submission calls. So if you aren't already, we encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at BOAF on air. And if you follow us, then you will be able and be blessed, if you will, to see all of the calls for submissions that we have. And we call for submissions every other week. So follow us so you don't miss one. And then also, you won't miss a winging it. We don't want you to miss a winging it. We don't. You don't have to go a week without us. You don't have to go a week without us. And again, we ask the question, why would you want to? Why would you want to? Well... I guess that ends this session of Winging It, and when we come to the end of Winging It, that only leaves for you to say, Let's fly this coop. 
This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio. So I'm going to do that again. Yeah, Madonna's uh, Madonna's raped me. I mean, Nirvana's raped me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah.